AI Ops is about applying AI for IT operations management. How can we put AI to use to quickly detect, diagnose, and help resolve these issues that may happen in production and to help avoid those incidents from happening? Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Making of the SRE Omni podcast. Today's episode is all about AIOps, and there's no better person than Rama Akiraju to speak to us on this subject. Rama is an IBM Fellow and CTO of IBM AIOps, and has numerous industry awards and recognitions, including AI Innovator of the Year from Women in AI Award North America 2022. Welcome to the show, Rama. Hey, thank you so much, Kevin. Glad to be on your show. Rama, can you start us off with a description of what is AIOps? Well, AIOps is about applying AI for IT operations management. So basically what it means is when you have IT systems running in, in production, you want to make sure that they're highly reliable and running all the time. So how can we put AI to use to quickly detect, diagnose, and resolve, help resolve these issues that may happen in production and to help avoid those incidents from happening. Those are the questions that AIOps is specifically looking to address. This is, you can think of them as a, as a set of uh, tools and capabilities that site reliability engineers can use to keep the systems up and running. Help with detect, mitigate, and resolve of disruptions. Definitely sounds like a great match with SRE. Can you give the audience some use cases you have seen with customers that capture the benefit of AIOps and perhaps the relationship they have between AIOps and SRE? So many customers are actively looking to see how they can improve the productivity of their SREs and reduce the toil. Um, right. If you look at how much time an SRE today spends um, in a typical operations environment, they probably spend, you know, eighty percent of their time. Unless you are a you know highly mature organization with SRE practice and all, in an average um, client environment, what we have seen is that SRE spend eighty percent of their time fi firefighting. Basically, it's about issues are happening and they have to detect, diagnose what's happening and do something to bring the systems back up and running. By the time they did that, another incident has occurred and they move on to the next one. So they, they don't have a lot of breathing time to step back, reflect and really understand what's going on and what, what are some of the root cause problems which are the reason why these issues are happening and actually go and, and fix it. The goal of AI ops is to ideally take that reverse it, you know, go from 80% firefighting and 20% uh, time left to do proactive issue avoidance and actual engineering type of work to reverse it or even make it uh, even better um, if, if thought everything can be automated. So the, the goal, the relationship between SREs and AI ops is that if AI ops is doing its job very well, then SREs are not in firefighting mode all the time. They have a lot of uh, free time to do more high value tasks, could be actually implementing 
actual DevOps automations and features and and develop helping you know contribute to the development of the product, right? So if AI ops is working really well, incidents are automatically being remediated, and in in the first place they are actually avoided by instituting good development practices and and such. So the system is running smoothly and all the service level objectives are adhered to and are highly reliable and scalable and and their uptime is you know whatever your desired level is 99.9999 whatever so that's the ideal situation between ai ops and sres ai ops is meant to support and help sres to to really do their job more effectively by freeing up their time to do more high value tasks i definitely see a lot of that where teams are so busy with putting on fires they have no time to even ask the question why they happened right. uh, ai ops help can help reduce the toil so sre can get away from firefighting having time to reflect and learn to improve the product. So Rama, what are the top challenges you have seen from customers that prevented them from getting out of that reactive mode? Yeah, so some of the things that I notice is that as with anything for analytics and insights to do their job effectively, having good quality data coming in is very important. So one of the challenges that we face all the time in customers' environments is that there are not that good set of data collection and aggregation tools for the IT IT data that gets generated in real time in production. We are talking about logs, metrics, traces, right? These are all data that is getting generated in real time in production by various applications which contains valuable information about what's happening, what issues are happening, which systems are going up and down and so on. So a good chunk of the problem for SREs and for our organizations in terms of the challenges that they face is to first get themselves organized well to collect all of this data, to aggregate it and, act, and to actually have a data strategy around monitoring their IT applications that are running in production. Now, if you have that, good chunk of your problem is is solved. You're on your way to actually now shopping for AI ops products from vendors or even have your own in-house practices for now starting to process that data in real time to derive the insights that you need to detect, diagnose, remediate, and even avoid problems right so i would say first first challenge is really that that it's it's about having the right set of practices and tools to aggregate collect and to get all the data in place to to do the the analysis the next set of uh, challenges that we face is basically having an understanding of uh, how your whole process of uh, you know issue management works and whether or not you have an SRE practice or an IT operations administrator practice or not is the culture where you know there is a lot of blaming finger pointing going on or do people actually are the processes set up in such a way that you are able to leverage those tools and automations and measure everything that's happening in in, in the environment and have well established and agreed upon processes for 
investigating, diagnosing, and resolving the problems. Often what we have seen is that whenever there is a problem, a lot of folks from different parts of the organization, it could be from the application owner to the infrastructure owners to you know who manage the databases to who manage the whatever infrastructure it's running on whether virtual uh, environments or, or or kubernetes or cloud or you know traditional uh, servers whatever they all get together in a in a conference call and are often finger pointing at each other saying the problem is caused by me. Uh, the database and it's out of memory this that and or the, you know your network or the every problem gets pointed to the network failure or you know things like that happen so another challenge we see is that even before you can actually leverage tools and automation having right kind of processes where you have good set of practice established around sre and have clear understanding of which applications have what kind of service level objectives and are we measuring, first of all, are we monitoring everything or are we measuring everything? How how many people are spending how much time in resolving the problem? Why is it happening over and over again? Having a baseline and a benchmark like that is very helpful to know whether or not we're improving or is the, is the same trend continuing or is it deg- degrading the whole practice? So that's another challenge we see where the, the culture of um, finger pointing or, you know, doing heroic way of um, solving problems uh, keeps on happening. So that's another challenge. So that some of these things have to really be addressed before you can put, you know, any kind of AI ops sort of tools and automations in place. Once that is there, then the setup is there for you to effectively start using tools. And of course, once the tools are in place, then hopefully they'll do the right thing in terms of, you know, helping improve the productivity of SREs by detecting problems and doing a lot of that preparatory work or explanations or groundwork to sh- uh, point to where the problem is and such. And then SRS will be able to leverage the the tools more effectively. Um, then, you know, the post-mortem analysis and root cause analysis and, and, and taking that back to the whole development processes, because you know, the whole thing around SRE process is about building that bridge between dev and ops, right? So when there is a problem in ops, and if it is caused by some things that are happening in development or deployment time or configuration related things or whatever the case may be, once the initial problem is solved, that having that discipline to document everything, that this is what has happened. Here is how the incident was re- remediated, uh, but here is what needs to be done to fix the root cause so that it doesn't happen again. And capturing that and keeping that for AI to learn from it again, right? Once you capture all of that and and document it in a, as structured a manner as possible, you know, I say this as much as um, we like, we all like to do NLP, uh, that is natural language processing and AI on natural language data and all that. It's always a good idea to have good practices to make it easy, as easy as possible for you to mine your own knowledge by creating good structure around this documentation. Uh, be it in incident tickets that get created or whatnot. So once you capture all of that again, that that becomes a virtuous cycle where you can continuously improve. One of the challenges that I've seen in uh, some of the customers' environments that we work with is that that process of documentation is not, uh, even even though it might be there, it's not very well 
enforced and so the quality of the data that gets recorded is um, not so reliable for really mining and deriving insights in the next iteration which will which is an unfortunate thing because then it becomes a vicious cycle where the same thing is repeating over and over again and you are in the firefighting mode so that's how, so let me sum up by saying what are the you asked me what are the challenges the challenges are number one i pointed out is uh, data being able to have the right kind of tools and processes and data management strategy to collect the data for training uh, ai models and for leveraging and for doing real-time monitoring and processing that's number one number two challenge is really having the right kind of culture and environment and processes so that people actually are set up to use tools and to collaborate and to uh, and to do it in a in a way that that takes emotion out of the 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 context and and in a, in a structured manner that is important to have that kind of an SRE practice and actually a good culture established around that and number three uh, I pointed out is really as and when things happen bad things happen and issues are addressed and such having the right kind of um, strategy and processes and tools again to capture everything that's happening so that you can leverage that for future um, at least these three there, may, there there are others but i would call out these three as the big ticket high level challenges and also opportunities for companies where they can improve to to get to a better better place in their it ops management wow thank you rama you took us through a really great journey that led us to the end state of where we like sre to be and it all begins with data. With data, we can make data-driven decisions, observability, explainability to give that insight. I'm also really glad you mentioned postmodern. Um, let me qualify that. Blameless postmodern learning that is really the core of SRE. Absolutely. To learn across disciplines and roles on data so we can service what we can do differently to improve the business and customer success. Uh, with that, Rama, where do you think AI ops needs to be going forward? See, an ideal end state would be to design and to deliver, right? From from the the development perspective, self heal, self monitoring, self healing, self managing, self optimizing IP systems, right? If there is a way by which, during the development of the applications or the during the setup of infrastructure, we can design them for better main manageability right from day one so that systems have enough sensors enough monitoring enough ability to detect and remediate all automatically everything is is being done you know in a self-serve manner be it in self-monitoring self-optimizing self-healing when the problem occurs or self-managing so keep that as the vision, right? That would be the ideal end goal. Obviously, it's going to take several iterations, probably several decades to get there with full automation and everything. But I think in limited scopes, we can probably get much closer to that vision. So where would the end state be in the next few years if we think about it for SREs with AI ops? We can, I think what is achievable today is very much if the data is properly collected, that is if, for all the applications and infrastructure that is running in production from the ops environment, properly monitored 
and collected and aggregated and made available in real time. Now, that's an assumption and that's a prerequisite, I would say, for AI ops to work. Then we should be able to, with the existing technology and AI capabilities, be able to detect anomalous patterns, provide various kinds of insights to SREs by reducing the the noise that comes to them and by by detecting issues and eliminating the the manual uh, examination exploration and toil help them detect diagnose and resolve the problems quickly by providing enough automations and suggestions for what actions to take and why the problem has uh, which component might be the, the the probable cause for the particular incident and pointing to and providing all the explanation and everything and helping them with auto, enough automations and support to to take action to resolve the issues and also in the process enable them to uh, again through automated means and through summarization and all that to uh, document the the issues that are happening and also proactively avoid issues from happening by predicting at every step of the development process what kind of uh, changes or issues might lead to what kind of problems and help give them headway, head, headlights, if you will, into what might happen if this went through to the next iteration and what changes need to be done, how to fix it, and so on. So all of those things we can imagine. So AI ops can really, with the technology state of the art that's available today, can significantly help an SRE in the overall process of detection, diagnosis, remediation, and avoidance. Now, can it automate? I would say some of the the more frequently occurring ones or well understood type of problems for which there are very specific and well declared set of error messages or uh, conditions, uh, the system can go ahead and automate the detection and, and likely even the diagnosis and resolution aspects of it. In several such cases, if SREs are comfortable to have the system go ahead and apply the, the detection, diagnosis and resolution, should be able to just set it up as automation where it will do the remediation and just produce a report to you saying, hey, there was going to be this problem. We detected it, we already fixed it, and here is the 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 report. Uh, it's taken care of for you. You don't have to worry about it. Versus in some other cases, it may not be that obvious. Users may have to really do some, apply their own context, or maybe there are some workflow processes that need to be followed before a particular remediation action can be applied and such in such cases AI ops can still significantly reduce the amount of time SREs spend in doing that manually versus supporting them with all of the insights and explanations so that they are primarily you know consuming that and making decisions around it so that's that's what it can it can do some I think moderate amount of automations can be achieved in more standard type of applications where everything is, I would say, declared, or de can be designed ahead of time. And in some other cases, if, if that is full automation is not possible, it can still significantly reduce the toil for SREs and provide many 
time-saving insights and explanations so that they can take action. In the long run, yeah, I mean, I think we can get to more of that AI taking the lead for towards automation. So initially, we may start out in AI primarily operating in the human loop to where AI is starting to take the lead to maybe eventually getting to human playing a role in critical situations where their input is required in the AI loop, where AI is taking the lead in many of these things and only seeking user input where it's absolutely needed, which is where we finally get to you know full automation, AI-powered automation with that self-healing, self-monitoring, you know, self-optimizing, self-managing systems. So I see this as a progression, it, it going from where we are to some things to be automated, some things can still significantly help SREs toil, but may still require user involvement all the way to going to full automation. That sounds like a very exciting future. Humans are great at taking judgment, but AI can really help by giving the insights to assist with those judgment calls. And pushing AI to the left, I recall Jerry Kumo in our automation episode gave an example. Now, context here, I'm Canadian, so hockey is important to me. Wouldn't it be great for apps to tell me that, hey, Kevin, if you were to check in this code now, you can forget about the hockey game you wanted to go to later today because it is going to fail and cause an outage. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. The, the, the whole point of um, bridging that the gap between dev and ops is that, right? Exactly that, that good chunk of problems in operations and environments are caused by how the system is developed, how it is configured and how it is deployed. So if we can catch those things, be it during coding itself, during testing, during deployment and how the systems are configured and scaled for given the requirements and load, then you know, a good chunk of those problems that happen in ops environments can be actually preempted. That's why I think it's designed to operate is a, or shift left. These are themes that are very important themes in IT operations management, right? It's because you can only do so much once all bad things have already went gone through the processes and got deployed, then you can only monitor and you can only remediate. Whereas if you can catch them while they're still happening, be it in code, be it in how you're writing your you know, certificate access, uh, security related things, you know, what kind of vulnerabilities you may be introducing in the code. Imagine the log4j things that happened and how much so many teams all around the world had to go through to patch up for some of the security issues that um, were detected with log4j. What if there was AI ops for log4j development team and it, the system found out about several of these things and and uh, the, in the first place, it was built to be really highly secure. So all around the world, people who are using Log4j didn't have to go through all of this, right? That is the absolutely the, the nirvana for AI ops, right? That, you know, it's actually a great problem is the one that you never had. So <laughs> if you can actually just completely avoid it from happening in the first place by having the right kinds of checks and gates early on in the development life cycle, then operations management would be 
a breeze. So Rama, any words of wisdom you have for companies looking to embrace SRE and AI ops? So, you know, SRE practice is still relatively new from what I see you know, in many companies. Although it's been around for quite a few years by, by now, since the time Google has published its original SRE practice guides and, and such, you know, it's practiced in different ways at different companies. In, in some companies, it's still the, the role um, the term that's used is IT operations manager or IT uh, operations administrator or you know those kind of things, um, whose role is is still viewed as primarily managing the IT systems in production uh, when there is a problem, you know deal with it and if, if it cannot be dealt with by them you know go back to level two level three support type of things, right? That's the traditional classic way of. Uh, um, managing IT systems, but you know the industry has, of course, moved on to a different le- level, different uh, model, where you know you have now site reliability engineer practice teams, where the goal is to really bridge that DevOps gap, where you know you are improving the reliability and manageability of the applications, not only by fixing problems as they occur, but also by addressing the root causes by being part of the development teams to avoid the problems in the first place. And that is where the SRE practice for many companies needs to get to. It's it's a journey for many of them. I think what would really help is to have a roadmap to get there, right? For for companies that don't have the practice, they need a, a way to get there, a clear path to how to establish this SRE practice and how to create career paths for these SRE practitioners and what kind of tools can be made available to them to do their jobs better and how will you know the overall improvements to the applications that they are monitoring and managing be measured and and the productivity gains or lack thereof right or measured so all of these things have to be put in place and for this there has to be a structured way to to organize one's practices, companies' practices around it. And there are lots of good documentation and good uh, materials out there actually already in public domain from, you know, various companies on their SRE practice, best practice guides and all that. You know, using them is a good idea or having a consulting engagement with um, companies who know about this and embarking on that journey to have an assessment of where they are what is the current level of maturity of their organization for site reliability engineering and then kind of having a a path a, a plan for improving the maturity for to go from wherever they are you know, think about one two three four but there is always one two three four five levels but there is always room for improvement no matter where you are so how do you go from here to there having that clarity and having that as a practice where this is it's an organization there are people there they have careers they're actually able to make progress and you're able to measure everything and you're able to show the value of you know using tools like ai ops how much reduction what is the overall mean time to 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 detect repair to resolve and to in between failures what is the mean time how are all these being improved if you measure and actually clearly show the improvements and hopefully these are improvements that you're making over time, then it makes it easy for a CIO or, you know, the leader in the organization to have that 
examination to say hey yeah now see this is this actually works here is how we've been able to do it and you know replicate that across different parts of the organizations within the same company and and lift everybody up uh, along the way right so there is a path there is a culture that needs to be established and there needs to be all the rest of the things that go with it have to be put in place in terms of measurements people's own career growth and all of those things and once that is there it becomes a lot more easier the the, the process and the the whole thing will flow more smoothly, blameless, frictionless ops management. Rama, I think in giving the words of wisdom to embrace SRE, you may have also just gave us the ingredient and recipe for the SRE omelet. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, <laughs> right? I mean, these are all the, the ingredients, right? Um, you know, we talked about uh, having baseline maturity assessment, having career paths for SREs, having the culture, having the right kind of tools uh, at their disposal and being able to measure and have a dashboard to, to clearly see how things are going and how the productivity of people is improving and the service level objective is being met or not. So when you have all of these things, yes, you, you have the right kind of a recipe for, for success. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the SRE recipe for success from Rama Akiraju. IBM Fellow and CTO of IBM AOPS. Thank you very much for spending the time with us, Rama. Kevin, it's been my pleasure talking to you about this topic that's one of my favorite topics. What can I say? So thanks for having me, and I hope your listeners found this useful. Thank you all for listening. This is Kevin Yu, Principal SRE at IBM A Applications. See you again on an upcoming episode. <laughs>